you're hearing this, then maybe it's not too late. Right now, you're dead. I'm dead. But then, in your time, we can change things and live. We can survive the fear agents. So this is how it works. The only technology I know still exists in both of our times is the internet. Mine's kind of slow and kind of monitored by fear, the government's post-human elimination and reclamation division. But it is all I have left, and it's the only thing I can use to reach you to help me control death. Hold on, let me explain. Years ago, when I was just a kid, living a categorically boring normal life in the suburbs of Chicago, I went to school that day, came home, did my homework, and sat down with my parents to have dinner. The cold tension over meatloaf would have spelled divorce for my family eventually. I remember being just old enough to pretend not to care and being young enough to still be scared. I went upstairs after and talked to some friends online and played some video games before going to bed. I shut off the console after a couple of hours, brushed my teeth, and got into bed, expecting to repeat the same dreary existence all over again the next day, and the weeks after that, and the years after that. If only I'd been that lucky. My parents' screams woke me up. I remember the vivid purple and flickering pink of unearthly flames that lapped all around me. Why was the fire that weird color? I ran to the door, the flames following me into the hallway where my parents were scrambling down the stairs to the front door. They were going to leave me here to die. I distinctly recall stopping to pretend to care about their marriage at that point. I ran after them, self-preservation taking a firm hold on my legs. I propelled myself across the foyer and to the lawn. As they turned towards me, I thought their eyes were wide with the terror that comes from narrowly escaping a burning house. I realized, as I made my way to them, the fear was of me. I opened my mouth to ask what was going on, but my throat was choked with sandpaper. My vision was edged with spotty blackness, punctuated with tiny bursts of indigo. I reached out to them, and they shrank away. The flames were adamantly clinging to my arms. I tried to scream, but my mouth just hung open. I looked at my parents. They seemed so willingly helpless. I felt my lungs catch and tried to scream at them for help, for anything. That's when the flames leapt from me, caught them, and they exploded. Not a sight I'll ever forget. Their ashes disappeared on the lawn in the inky night. I turned from where they stood and looked at the house. I could see flames, real colored flames dance behind my bedroom window and grow in the entranceway to the front door. I watched the flames flicker like destructive breadcrumbs I had left in my hurry to live through this disaster. As quickly as they appeared, the purple flames sputtered and spat and dissipated. By the time the neighbors called the cops, the fire engines, and an ambulance, it was too late. The authorities found me sleeping in the ashes of my parents, with the fire having gutted the house and kept me warm like a nightmarish campfire. 
The doctors said it was normal. I didn't remember much of that night to give anyone an accurate statement. They said between the adrenaline and the shock of never seeing my parents leave the house after the pilot light went out and the refrigerator's compressor clicking on to ignite the house, I would be better in a couple days. And I was, because a couple of days later, that's when the family I chose found me. That was then, and this is now. I'm using something called SciTech to augment my internet connection to transmit to my past, your present. I've seeded pages on Facebook and Instagram for you to help me. I made mistakes that led to the end of the world, and with your help, maybe we can change things. I can transmit our decisions to my younger self. I can't completely control destiny, but by the time we're done, we'll be able to control death. It's possible, I think. I mean, if we can influence time, we can influence the end of our respective timelines. My respective timeline is my life. Yours is your death. If you follow any person's timeline far enough, it'll end. But what about its beginning? Or middle? The middle parts. That's where the good stuff happens. That's where we become who we are. And if who I am now leads to the death of billions, why wouldn't I try to change that? As slim a hope as I have. Wouldn't you try to change your life for the better? Of course you would. I'm just asking you to help me become the hero of this story instead of the villain. I'm just asking you to help me save you. Save myself. Save the world. I'll update you as much as I can. I can send text and some picture files pretty easily, but this audio is tricky. I'm looking forward to communicating with you. I'm looking forward to showing the agents monitoring this that we are not afraid of them. That when they tried to control us, or will try to control us, we will stand up to them. Signing off, zero, the future. In what was Paris, France, before the war between the humans and the post-humans. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah.